Hello, Sexy Sunday. It's the best day of the week because I get to share a convo with you about sex, relationships, and being the most free and confident version of yourself. I'm big on making my own rules and normalizing these kinds of conversations because I believe that the more we talk about it, the better sex we're all gonna have because we'll be more educated and hornier. We walk around and hardly broach this topic in our normal lives, but I'm trying to change that. This is storytelling that's entertaining as hell, that will leave you laughing and gasping, introducing ideas that'll change you and break you open to celebrating your sexy self. Come with a curious head and brave heart, and let's play. I'm Bonnie Weeks, and this is gonna be fun. Hello, sexy, welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have a guest on who is probably one of the most entertaining people I've gone out with. <laughs> this is because she's so fucking good at bringing people in and together and making people feel included and welcome. And I feel like a big piece of that is because of how she shows up in the room. So fucking unapologetic herself. So welcome to the podcast, Crystal. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. Happy to um, share. Thank you for making the space. Um, and I think I just want to jump into with our, the time that we've gone out together has been to naked karaoke. Yes. Yes. First hang naked karaoke at a sex club, the best people watching. I know that some people are like at a sex club, like thinking that we're just going there to like bang people or to watch people bang people but that's just merely a part of it. I really love the fact that a sex club is all based around consent. So if there's someone that's around you, often they're asking to even sit by you or to even talk to you. Is it okay if I say, hello, may I introduce myself? Do you mind if I sit there? That is not what I get at the regular bar that is down the street or outside or block away. So I do feel safer at the sex club that has naked people singing karaoke than I do at the cruiser club down the street. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. This is where we're starting because I think you're absolutely right that people think of it as one thing. Be like, okay, I have to go and I have to have sex. Like that's almost like an inherent, like, Oh, where the communication and conversation is like so much more of the bigger part of the experience. Yes, for sure. You are truly connecting with people and it's not just, you know, not to say that being out at regular bars, it's always a predatory thing. You can have a good time. You can, you know, advocate for yourself and in, in the experience that you want to have. But sometimes there is just that sloppy person or that person that doesn't really understand boundaries or that person that is just really drunk that, mm -hmm. you know, just kind of ruins it for everybody or ruins it for you. But I do feel like sex clubs kind of get this, you know, like, oh, you are spicy because you go or you're slutty, you go or you're creepy because you go. But, you know, I think um, that when it comes to going to sex clubs, for me, it's just an adventure. Yeah. It's people watching. I've never participated at a sex club, but I've been to the sex club many times and I've really enjoyed myself. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's exactly how you're saying too, the people 
they, they really do ask if they can talk to you. They really do ask if they can sit next to you. And that level of just awareness of, of people in their own space and how that might affect somebody else in their own space and having like this intense consciousness around it is kind of just a beautiful entry into conversation. And like, I remember I, I was there once and, um, a while ago and somebody was like, can I touch your hair? And I was like, or massage my head, or there was something to do with my head or hair or something. And I was just like, you know, what? Yeah, I'm okay with that right now. That would actually feel good. Go for it. <laughs> I yeah. mean, this person did kind of linger close afterwards, like, or around the evening. And I was like, now you can go away. Now I would, you know, like I like to not engage otherwise. And I was like, that was not an invitation in for more things. Like that is what I was okay with. Um, but you know, giving me the pause where you can like actually sit and think about something and where people are waiting for a response. Mm-hmm. it kind of feels nice totally I mean it's kind of like when you think about like if you're going to sleep with someone for the first time like is there anything they should know like this is so pre 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 like this is that kindergarten point of like it, are you okay with me being in your space even like it just kind of comes down to these ground rules of you making sure that the people that you're around feel comfortable and safe you know mm-hmm. um because we never know what's what people's experiences are and what they've gone through and and whatnot. And even Mm. is, is an open person like me who also has trauma, you know, you never know what's going to set somebody off or really, you know? So I I think that approaching everyone in life with that type of um, loving kindness is important. We don't find it a lot, but that's, it's, it's funny to me to be able to talk about loving kindness at the sex club in terms of communication, but that is a way to put it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, actually, I want to jump to this too that you're saying, even at the space that you might connect with somebody and do you want me to come to your house? Do you want me to come? Do you want to come to mine? I think even that kind of conversation of the location, if we're talking about the sex club, there's a location where that belief is like an expectation of how we're going to communicate and, you know, bringing people's stories of where are we going to show up and what are we going to do together in in that space? And where, if it's your space, perhaps you feel like it's a trickier time to kick somebody out versus if you went there, you could leave. Right. And those might be different experiences where you're like, okay, what do I have the capacity? How do I want to show up with this person? What availability to move, what freedom to move, um, exists in either way. Yeah, I've, I can connect with both sides of that wanting to be able to kind of go away. I, in my younger years, definitely was the work going to your place person. I always wanted to be the one that left. Like I would literally fold my clothes and put it at the side of like, everything's at the side of the bed. I would, I'd never just like throw my underwear around or anything. Well, I did once. And that was really interesting. He folded my thong in a trifold. And I thought that that was just a very I'm like, is he like a murderer or like a, <laughs> he picked up my underwear. Did he smell it? And then he's like, oh, wait, where did she leave it? Maybe I need to fold it and put it away. Like it became this thing that I spiraled in my mind. Like, why would he fold my underwear for me? But I digress when it comes to, um, yeah, being younger, I definitely wanted to be the one that left maybe because I had relationships where people left me that I wanted to be the lever of things and be in control Mm. of what I know I think now that I'm more comfortable with myself and my body and in the last 
you know, 10 years or whatnot, it's definitely been about my sacred space and like who gets to come into it and, and protecting that space and making sure that it's not just anybody and that I do feel safe and I do feel comfortable and it's not just kind of more random hookups like I had when I was younger. Mm, mm. Yeah. Like the choosiness of like, you get to have access. Yes. Okay. Yes. And I feel it's the same way with people that I connect with as well. I think it's kind of a big deal to be like, oh, wait, we're going to your house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, a long time ago, I just stayed with a friend, just a, a, a friend, uh, or no, I, I don't think I stayed with him, but I was visiting New York. I was in Brooklyn. I knew he lived there and I stopped by his place and he just had, you know, it was like a home design show and everything was just laid out and beautiful. And he, before we went out, he's like, okay, I'm going to take a quick shower and then we can go. And I was just kind of like hanging out in his room. And so I took a picture of like his, his like kind of like bedroom, you know, like it looked like something from like a living magazine you know and I didn't think about it I was really young and I posted it on probably whatever what was something gram hipstagram before Instagram you know and he I remember him coming out and being like that's my my like special like that's my room like I don't and then on top of that like you're just my friend but you're also a girl and like any girl that I'm talking to is going to see that you just posted a picture of my bed and like you know like mm. thing of like oh I I didn't ask to, you know, share this space and it's not mine and it's beautiful, but maybe I tell you it's beautiful and ask, you know, like there are all these um, lessons you learn in life. And thankfully it was, it was, you know, one of the sweeter lessons instead of something that could have become volatile and, you know, ruin a friendship, but it was a silly mistake that I'm like, okay, yeah, I made that, but you, you learn from those type of things just yeah. honoring people's faces and, and just where they're at in life. Yeah. Well, what a gift for him to give you to respond to that as a teaching opportunity and where now you like, you know, as I hear you saying like for you and your space where you're like, okay, this is my, this is my domain here. This is like where I'm building safety and trust for myself. And if I invite you in, that's the whole thing. And for him to have done that and to like teach you almost through that of like, wait a second, like slow down for a second. And I don't know, that's a beautiful opportunity for friendship to really like go to another level. Yes, for sure. For sure. Mm. Still honoring that friend. When we first met, he definitely had a crush on me and we never turned into anything other than friendship and respect for one another. But we had probably met like one night where the crush had happened and then we didn't see each other again for like eight months or whatnot. And by then we were just cool with one another. But when we did see each other, he noticed a tattoo behind my ear and it's a Basquiat crown. And he said, no freaking way, no way. And I'm just like, what are you talking about? And I didn't know that he was looking at my tattoo. I just thought he was like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen you in so long. I can't believe it's you. And then he turned his head and on the opposite side of his head, he had the same tattoo in the same place. And it was just ever since then we were just and like okay something energetically is really happening here and we're definitely on the same ball in the same kind of like space creatively where we both do without knowing Mm, I love that yeah 
thank you for like bringing this as like a respect for space as like the beginning of this conversation. And I think when we go into other people's spaces too, I, I know, and I know when I'm invited into another person's space and I like for myself, I stress out of, you know, is a floor swept and did I clean the toilet? And did I, you know, like the, I think the caretaking of space or, or people, or if I'm stressed, cause I didn't do something. And I know there's times when my lover's coming over. I'm like, I can't have you come over for a minute. I know you don't care. Like, I know you like telling me like, Bonnie, I don't care, but I care. And it makes me feel like a certain way to be able to hold the space without having to think about my space. And so I think there's like, even like a play of that, where this is a space I want to feel comfortable in. And I don't feel comfortable if it's not in a certain way, which that's like, I mean, that's kind of like a weird sort of nuance, but I'm like, I want to be able to drop into play with you. I want to be able to drop into like being with you and enjoying the moment and loving on your bod or just being in conversation. And like, I need to set up my space in the way that makes me feel good. Yes. I mean, it'll make you anxious if you're having like a partner over and, you know, you're looking at like these dishes in the sink over their head past the couch and you're just like dying inside and you're trying to be there in conversation or, you know, there's, you know, you see some like an old tissue by the side of the bed while you're just like beginning to lay down and you're like, oh my gosh, like, I don't, I don't want them to see that. Or I don't, you know, just like the silliest things that are, yeah, it's like a nuance, but, but it's real. It's real. And your head and it and, and you'll turn <laughs> like a teeny tiny bump into like a whole mountain if right. Right. and I'm not even saying that this is like even like a good thing I'm not saying there's not a label of good or bad it's just what it is and there's times yes. when I can be like whatever like this is what life is right now like come on over and other times I'll be like oh my gosh like no I need to like ground myself and this is part of like building a ground for myself and so there's not like a I don't know. There's not like a silly right or wrong with this, but it's more like, what, what do we each need for ourselves to then be able to show up? Yes. Same, same with like being intimate with someone, you know, and it's not just like, oh, my place is messy. It's like, are you really in the headspace? Sometimes I've given parts of myself out that I'm really just wanting, like I'm giving that mm-hmm. attention, but I want that attention and I need it or crave it. And so, um, you know, I will, I have been in like sexual relationships where I just felt like even being in the act of sex is like me giving a part of myself and then feeling emptier afterwards, or just like really not being ready in my body and like having uncomfortable sex, you know, just to like have it or to be, you know, I think that I'm, I'm sort of past that point now, which I am really proud of myself to be able to say. Oh, when I was not feeling it. Yeah. <laughs> I think people don't have, I mean, I had a really hard time saying no. So I think I can relate with anyone or hopefully people can relate with that feeling of just, well, okay, this is the next step and not being present for it or just not enjoying it and I think it's something that's like beautiful and marvelous and can be fun and can be really hot or like you know passionate and you know playful and you know you should be able to take on all the good things that come with it Mm. Mm. when you say that you were giving things away that you wanted to receive 
what does that, what does that look like? What does that mean? I mean, in terms of, you know, uh, like just loving yourself enough, the same thing is it's like the care of your space, like creating, like, this is my safe space. I feel safe in it. I'm trusting, but also finding that within yourself, self-love, taking care of your body, taking care of yourself. Like there were times when I just felt very empty or depressed or was lacking in need. And, you know, I would just feel like being intimate with someone is like getting, I don't know if it's getting power back or feeling like there's some sort of exchange where someone's giving you something. But if you're not in like the fullness of your own body and, 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 you know, finding that loving kindness and being like, okay, I'm here, I'm present like my space is good. You're kind of checking these boxes internally of like, yeah, I'm in a good headspace. Like I am feeling this person. It's not just because it's the next step, but I feel like when I was a little younger and just kind of was insecure with sex, like I just definitely wasn't coming, but still either having it and like being with, I wouldn't, I don't know if you call it a selfish lover or just a lover that's like, okay, well I came and you didn't, and we're done. <laughs> and so that's that. And there's no like effort on the other side. Um, I feel like I was really settling for sex when I was younger and what I wanted out of it, I wasn't getting, but I was giving a whole lot. So I think that that kind of comes to full circle in terms of like the question being like, I'm giving, but I'm not getting, I think it should be something. It doesn't have, not all things are even. It's not like I give 50 and you give 50, but there is like a consideration, like how is my partner fulfilled? Like, is my partner happy? Like that seemed kind of short or like, did you enjoy when I was going down on you? Because I wasn't sure if you kind of tensed up or maybe, you know, really liked it. And then I stopped and then you weren't really into like the actual set, like engagement of like, being penetrated, you know, like there's, you know, conversations that you can have about sex. And I think some people have, you know, grow up in, in, in kind of boxes that they either create for themselves or that they, you know, grew up in that someone else created for them that they feel like they can't talk about it or they feel shame around it. And, maybe that's what people talk about when they talk about being older and like feeling the sexiest you've ever felt and having the best mm. sex of your life when you're in your like 40s, 50s, 60s, because you just kind of feel comfortable in your body and you're not in this growing phase of like awkwardness or like wanting outward acceptance or validation with sex. It's really just like, what feels good to me? Like, mm. and what will I, what will I try? What will I not try? What or what will I not try again? <laughs> you know, so <laughs> discovery um, that, you know, as long as you're having sex, it, it, you'll continue to grow and continue to learn more about yourself and your partner. Yeah. Well, I like this idea of us getting older and the sex getting better just because maybe we, we know what we want, don't want, don't want to try, don't want to try again, but then can communicate that to other people. And that's why the sex is getting better. <laughs> yes. I mean, if, if I'm in, you know, late, late thirties right now, and I look at 
you know, my kids who are teens and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, there's some, there's some growth that's going to be happening. Like they're, they like know so little and perhaps I will look back at myself now. I'll be like seventies and be like, oh, that Bonnie in her thirties, just, you know, so many, so many things still to learn. <laughs> For real. We are always, I mean, it's always an opportunity. You can see it as that, or, you know, yeah. I mean, the sex is just going to get better. I mean, like, I, I don't know. I think we're, I think we're doing good if that's our trajectory. So. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. And just being able to communicate your needs. It took a really long time to do that. I think that there's some like shame and maybe even embarrassment about, you know, the actual act of like orgasm and like the faces that you make and like the things that like need to happen ABCD before you can actually get to that point and communicating those effectively in the moment may not be for you and, and communicate yeah. after the fact. And, you know, some partners feel um, kind of snubbed if you say something that, oh, well, when this, yeah, I, that kind of turned me off a little bit or, you know, like I've had people that like, I don't like when you put your hand on my head and shove your dick in my mouth, or I don't like if I'm going down on you for you to like talk shit and be like, eat my pussy. And I'm like, I'm already doing it. Like, yeah. you know, certain things that can kind of throw you off mentally. And then you say that and like, maybe that's your partner's thing. And they're like, but I love when you're choking on my dick, but I always talk shit when I have sex. Like, so you really have to find that common ground if you want to work if you want to continue to have sex with someone if you want to enjoy it and be your most sincere and kind self in in com effectively communicating that but i mean yeah people have kinks too and some i mean that's why some people you know decide to be open like this is really a need that like i am not gonna do there's yeah show I forgot what it was called I think it's called bonded okay Netflix, and it was about two friends that went to high school together and now they live in the big city New York I think they they grew up somewhere outside and he finds out that she, he loses his job she asks him to work with her he thinks she works at a call center she ends up being a dom and so he is kind of like her sidekick that helps clean and drive her and like do all sorts of things. And uh, there's this couple that he goes to a meeting with and, and she as her driver and she is talking with the wife and the wife's like, I need someone to tickle my husband. Like until he says, uh, I don't know what, what the, key, the key word was like tickle, tickle him until he says mommy or something like that. And it just sounded like such a ridiculous thing, but she's like, this isn't what I signed up for when we said our vows. <laughs> like, she was like really put off by it. Like, this is not what I want to do. And so she hires this dom to come in and tickle this guy until he can't take it anymore. But there are things that, I mean, for me, I'm like, that's awesome. For her husband's birthday, she hired someone to fulfill that fantasy and knew that that wasn't something that, she was ever going to be interested, mm. still loves her husband and found a way to effectively make it work. You know, like sometimes yeah. it's not that one person as well that is going to do it for you. I mean, that's a whole other conversation <laughs> we can expand on, but um, yeah, I, I'm 
right now where I'm at in my life, I, I don't know if I believe or if I have ever believed that there's just one person for everybody and take it how you want to take it. It's just how I feel. That doesn't mean that I don't believe in soulmates and that I don't think that people that are like, this is my person are not real. I think that in my experience and for me, that is just how I feel today. And you know what? Maybe tomorrow I'll think something different. Maybe five years from now, I'll think my person's out there and I'm going to find them. Maybe the person I'm with right now is my person and I'm going to stay with them for forever. That's cool too. Mm -hmm. But like, I personally just don't, I I can't put that need uh, all on one person. I think that mainly the person that needs to make sure that I'm happy is me and making sure that I'm taking care of myself to be in a even receive all the love that I would like to have from someone. Um, but is it up to one person, you know, to like make me happy and f- fit all my needs? Like, that's a big ask. Like that makes yeah. me nervous. Maybe that's my own like commitment issues being projected on, but um, yeah, I think that that's just a lot. And it's kind of scary to think about, but some people are like, oh, it's my thing. <laughs> right. Right. It's like, that. that's truly what some people are like the soda I'm all about. And I, but I think you have to, there's some things to face in yourself if you're going to be open to other people. And even this, the statement of like, maybe this is my person. And we only ever say that in regards to one person. And what if it was like this bigger conversation of saying, this is my person. Oh, also, this is my person. Also, this is my person. Yes. It's not usually like talked about like that is like, maybe I'll find my person as if there's one, but what if we like expanded that and said like, okay, you're my person or you're my person too. Yes. You're my person. I understand that there's like an intimacy, an intimacy thing here. Right. And that's where people can become like a little like jealous or possessive, or like some people are unattached and like, people are like, why don't you care as much? Or you should care more or what, you know, but I just think about it like best friends. Like I, I say, that's my best friend. It's like, girl, you have like 10 best friends, like, and that's okay. And my one best friend isn't going to be like, I'm more of a bester friend than her. You know, like it's not, it's not a race and we can accept that this person is very best friends with this person and best friends with this person and 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 I'm not looking for the one and the one and the one. I'm just saying that I, I find it hard to believe that there is only one person that I can love like that. I feel like I have so much love and, and that can change, <laughs> but yes. it's- yeah, well, I really like this comparison to best friends. Um, is that, I mean, it, it could be somebody you're fucking, but also like taking out fucking out of it even and just being like we're just like we're best friends like there's a lot of showing up emotionally for people and different people do show up in different ways for each other and I think about one of my best friends who lives in Sacramento and she definitely has other people that are also her best friends and like I in no way like the the relationship that her and I have like I'm in no way I'm like thinking that she only has to be my my friend (laughs) yeah Yes. Like that's ridiculous. <laughs> well, and in um, a, a funny side note that <laughs> I read that 
gorillas, um, that female gorillas that are close friends in the same pods, that they will like masturbate or like touch one another's like genitalia as a sign of respect and love. <laughs> oh my gosh. And so I sent that to my best friend right before Burning Man because we were going to be staying in a yurt together. <laughs> yes. And I was just like, you're my best friend, girl. <laughs> and what was her response? <laughs> and she's like, you're my best friend. And I joked with her that I made a playlist. I said, look, I, I did make a playlist on my Spotify and I called it Mutual Mast because I have people that take my yoga classes and follow. So I didn't want it to be called Mutual Masturbation. But I told her, you know, maybe at some point at Burning Man, it's not that we're going to hook up. I was just joking about that and she knows. But I was like, we might be in a position where both of us are just kind of needing to rub one out for a second. So the yurt's going to be dark. We both have our own bed. And at one point I might just put this mutual mask playlist on (laughs) and we can just go on our own journeys in our own separate sides of the yurt. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Did this happen? Um, I'm not sure. (laughs) Okay. Okay. The playlist got played. The playlist got played. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know half the story I'm not sure about the other half <laughs> okay so what I'm hearing is that I should go to your Spotify and find this playlist that's what I'm hearing <laughs> yeah I'll have to look it up because I have no idea what's on there now that was probably like six years ago five years ago <laughs> but it will this. be my revisit <laughs> okay gorillas gorillas best friends um <laughs> I can just have this like like hello I mean this is a lot of the animals right a lot of animals the animal kingdom and it's like oh this feels good to be close and to rub and I watched a documentary about cats the other day and about how cats when they like you how they rub up on you yeah it's like you know we're the same like we're just like just touch me yeah just touch me yes yeah I know if, can you imagine just being in public and somebody in like the lunch line or whatnot, just start, you know, whole food just starts like slithering up next to you. And you're just like, Oh yeah, (laughs) I needed that. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I mean, sometimes the sketch feelings, like sometimes I walk into a room and I'm like, you know, like get away from me. (laughs) The hairs on the back of your neck stand up and you're just like, yeah, I do not fuck with this person. (laughs) No. I don't, you know, sometimes you just get that vibe and I'm like, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to be rude to you. I'm not going to ignore you, but I just, I don't fuck with you. (laughs) No, I have. And I think there's, there's one situation. Wow. I have not thought about this for a while there. Um, when I lived in California, uh, which I did before lived in Portland now for 12 years. And before that, um, lived, it was the on-campus student housing and, had a couple little kids at that point too. And I was working as, uh, the apartment assistant and, um, like I'd have to do like balcony checks and make sure people are keeping things clean and like check the parking and throw community events and stuff. But there was this one dude, I would let people into their apartments if they got locked out and, um, that, uh, at the time then I, there was this dude that I had, I think he had gotten locked out first. 
man, like Kevin, his name is Kevin. <laughs> I'm going to use his name here. Like there's other Kevins. I'm sorry if there's a Kevin that's listening to this and you're cool. <laughs> this Kevin was not cool. And <laughs> like late at night, like you don't have anybody else in the office with you and you're like going to get the keys. And there was like all this training of like, not letting the, uh, like somebody come into the office and whatever. Like, and I remember one time I had some friends in town and he locked himself out again. And I was like, I don't want to go by myself. And I took this girlfriend with me, um, which I'm so glad I did. Cause he, anyway, he's just creepy. And we, I like, like, I was like this creepy Kevin. And there's one time I, <laughs> I went up by his apartment and he was sitting there with his door open with a towel, like half wrapped around his waist. And just like, there was just like weirdness. And he knew I was coming by. Um, and there's, anyway, so there's some other things. And there was one day that I was in the office there and there was so uh, there was two other, uh, there's two women who worked in that office and some, one of them brought up, brought him up. And then they're like, oh my gosh, creepy Kevin. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, <laughs> yeah. so like, it's not just me. I was having my own experience, but then these women who like are there and I was like, there's this dude that's like, when you have that feeling, like trust that feeling. Yes. There's something to be said about it. Yeah. Just this idea that it wasn't just me filling it and to like pay attention to like those, you know, so like, sure. Like that's like kind of a, that's its own story. That is not a very common story. Like maybe that we like always have where we're like, every time I'm around this person, there's a bristle, there's something different. And other times I'm like, yeah, just rub, just like come be a cat on me. So yeah. 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 Big cat energy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> or gorilla energy, one or the other. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's jump back though. I want to go to what is your non-negotiables then? Like you've had like these, you had these experiences where you're like, okay, I will show up. I will be in this space. And you maybe gave things that you're like, no, I really needed some fulfilling for me. Or like that was five minutes and now he's done. And now here I am still, or so what's a non-negotiable for you when you go into being with another person now? No more sex on the first date. I, for me, I just process things. Um, I can be a reactive person. I am much less reactive now. I, I take a moment for pause. And I think in the decision of actually hooking up with someone, I just know that for my own mental health and sanity and, and, and boundaries of, of safety within my body that I, it's, it's not something that I can just go out and then meet someone as cool as they are, they're going to be cool the next day. And if they're not cool the next day, then that's a great sign that it's not somebody that I should be sleeping with. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, like sometimes like I've gone on ho tours, you just like go somewhere or go on a little trip or whatever, and just kind of like swipe around or see who you can go out with and whatnot. Like, but, um, I just feel like, I don't know, maybe, I don't know if those days are like kind of done for me. And, and I don't feel like I got um, like long-term gratification from it. Mm. Um, but sometimes it's great. And if you a hoe out there, hey ho, like do your thing. Like it's yeah. fun, exciting. And um, I just know for me that that's one non-negotiable. Um, definitely having the conversation of is there anything we need to talk about before we have sex? Uh, whether that means that that person may or may not be married or that they have three days to live or that they have, you know, 
you know, multiple partners or if they're having unprotected sex with tons of people. Um, I think it's a very mature conversation to have and anyone that is put off by it or wants to kind of like bat that question away, like really, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I'm clean. Like that kind of isn't enough for me. <laughs> so yeah. I guess for myself, just having that boundary of, you know, really wanting to connect more with someone and not just give trust, but allow them to earn a little bit of it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to sound like I'm somebody with like a chip on my shoulder. And when I meet people, it's this like vetting process. I just think that these are very basic things that have come to, um, like it comes to me very natural to talk to people about things like this. So um, maybe you're just not my person if, if like, or my person in terms of like the person I'm going to hook up with, if you can't have that conversation naturally with me, I think it should be something that you can flow. Um, another non-negotiable is that I don't and will not be the side chick to a married person. Um, I don't, I've been the other person before. And I think that when I was a little younger, I've tried to like wrap my brain around why I was that person. And so like comfortable and guilt-free about it. And I think it was just mainly a safety thing. I felt safe because that person would never like, how can that person hurt me if they're not even like dating me, you know, and, Mm. but they're hurting other people and you're hurting other people, whether you're being conscious of it or not. And I just think that that's kind of a messed up situation. And with, you know, getting a little older, more mature and able to communicate about things, I think that that's a hard pass for me. I just can't sleep with someone that is keeping a secret from like their married partner or whatnot. So that's Um, only in regards to if they're keeping a secret, not if it's open. Oh yeah. If it's open. Yeah. It's game on if things are, you know, I'm not sure how I would, I haven't been open in a really long time. So I'm not sure how I would navigate that person approaching me with um, how open they are and how I would know that their partner is okay with it. You know, I think that nowadays, and especially in Portland, there's a lot of like poly and open partnerships that, you know, the partner will you know, they'll have like a dual Tinder account or whatnot. Like we're both dating, like things like that um, make some people feel safer rather than it just being like a guy's account. And he's like me and my girlfriend, but then you only like meet that person and never hear anything about, you know, like, mm-hmm. like do you have a girlfriend? Um, so yeah, I think um, another non-negotiable is like no anal. like I won't have anal sex anymore it just doesn't appeal to me I think when I did have it I didn't enjoy it but at one point it was like my thing and I all about it I think just the feeling of being um what is the word when you're just like like the feeling of engorgement or like just being full (laughs) I think and how it makes your partner feel is a turn on sometimes depending on the partner um but yeah it just I realized after a while like it was almost like a pride thing like whoa I can't believe I did that (laughs) like 
I made it, you know, like gold star. But now I'm like, wow, like I'm, I'm can reflect back and be like, wow, you, you did that. <laughs> but, yeah. And I think about it now, I'm like, I'm so not into it. <laughs> like, even like if I watch porn, like to each their own, you like it. I love it. Have at it. You like butts, you like buttholes, you like gaping buttholes, fisting, whatever. Do it with pride and love it. But for me, it just is something that like, I don't know, maybe because I was so into it then it's like triggering now that I'm like, I don't even want to see it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I went to Hump Fest once in Portland. Um, I've only been once actually. Like, I mean, there was the whole COVID thing too, but um, there was a very disturbing short that was showed at the hump fest i know what you're talking about with like the two dudes on the roof oh my gosh yes that was like i've never seen anything like that in my whole life and they were like fisting themselves and ah yeah yeah i've been to hump fest a few times as well um and there's always, you know, you get, there's a little something for everyone. There's the one where you're like, that's hilarious. And then you're like, oh, that's hot. And then there's the one that you're like, oh, look at the, you know, feminine beauty or empowerment or, you know, and then there's the one that everyone's like, just mouth open, jarred, <laughs> like don't yeah. even want about it. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I think that the, the creators that like put together the order of that one in particular did a fantastic job because the intensity of that and the very next, which is like part of why I remember it probably the very next video was people that it was like a whole video of googly eyes on genitalia <laughs> and yeah. like the relief and like the silliness, the play and like the, like the almost like, I mean, it's almost like childhood, right? Like the almost like, let's go to googly eyes. And like, that's like playful <laughs> from like the fisting ass kind of thing. So she was like, I was like, oh, the pairing of that was nice because I could feel the whole audience go, oh, okay. <laughs> Keeping it light. Right. I, I found- and, yeah. And also like, it's fine if like, I mean, again, you're like to each his own, like their own, whoever, like do the thing. And, yes. and that's going to look different for everybody. Yes, absolutely. I respect that. I respect everyone. Um, when it comes to keeping it on that light side of the googly eyes and such, I had a partner. <laughs> well, first off, my mother had a box of old high school journals and pictures and things like that she had given to me. So I was going through it and I so had this yours or one, hers? Uh, through mine. It was my oh. old stuff. Like, take this, get it out of my garage. <laughs> so went through it and I found a little beanie and it was this teeny tiny little, be- well, not, no, it wasn't teeny tiny, but remember troll dolls, like the fuller yep. mm-hmm. sized dolls. <laughs> I'm like trying to be, <laughs> trying to give you the visual. So it was more like a, uh, yeah, you could fit it in the larger than, slightly larger than the palm of your hand. I don't know. I don't know. But it was a troll doll and it was a beanie to a troll doll that I could not find the troll doll. So. I brought it to my partner when I was going down on him <laughs> and I just put it on top and it fit perfectly around the head. 
And <laughs> I was just so happy with it. And it became this like little, like a thing where I'm like, are you ready to put your hat on? <laughs> <laughs> so for that year, I found another little scully and I found it. I think it was like a Nordstrom ornament for Christmas. And it was just like a little like stocking cap. And so now it's like this thing where I'm like shopping for stocking caps to like put on my partner's cock <laughs> so that he has different looks. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Genitals. And like the longer you look at them, the funnier they look. That's why I don't do like naked picture you know I mean I haven't done them for a long time because I've been with like partners mainly but like a in in pretty solid relationships for years and then break up and then get in another long one but when I was not in long relationships and when I was like you know that early like 20 to 23 like you're just sending like pictures of your pussy and like pictures of your tits and like all these you know random naked like send me a, a naked selfie send me something sexy and like you're just like wanting that validation and and at least I was, I wasn't owning it yet. Now if you get a picture of my pussy, you take that as a blessing. Like, <laughs> but then I was like, oh yes. Um, but you know, I just remember one of the things that made me stop doing it and being like, no, there's no way I'm going to do it anymore. And because of my own insecurities of like, why am I doing this for someone else and not feeling good about it? Um, was my guy friends were like, oh my gosh, so-and-so sent us, sent me a picture of her, you know, pussy or whatever. And I have never like watched like five guys look at that picture and zoom in on it and then put different filters on it. And it just like went, it's like looking at a mouth or, or like a tongue or teeth, like anything that you look at for long enough is going to create a monster. And like, it went from this like hot picture of this girl's vagina that she sent as like some sexy picture to the guy that she's sleeping with in confidence to like him sharing it with all the homeboys at the table while we're playing poker, including myself. And then them playing with it and putting like different filters and things. And it was just like, then me thinking it's funny but it's fucked up and now I know never to send a picture of my pussy to somebody ever again at like 23 but also just like all all the offenses from like sharing with your friends to making it into a game to like I, I feel now just as guilty for like participating and being at the table when that was happening and but on the other end it was like this lesson where I was like girl your shit is rich like you can't just be, you know, mm. tossing it out like freaking coins at like an arcade. Like this is not, this is, you know, something, and it is beautiful. <laughs> so like, yeah. don't give it that opportunity for someone to make it into something that isn't, you know? Yeah. Wow. That was like, had to be like this whole mind fuck at that moment. You're like, oh my gosh, all of my, like, is this happening around another table with my pussy? For sure. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> no doubt that at some point, oh my gosh. Right. Well, and, and like, that's a piece of, I mean, to go back to like this list of non-negotiables, you're like, 
this is a blessing. Like if you receive a, a picture of my post date, this is a blessing for you. Oh yes. And I guess that's another non-negotiable. Like if I don't ask for it, I don't want a picture of any of your genitalia. I don't want to see your pussy. I don't want to see a picture of your dick. Like I get it. It's beautiful. It's lovely. Wonderful. Like if I don't ask for it, don't freaking send it. I am one of the lucky ones that because I can be really cutthroat about people that cross that boundary. I had one person send me one and I said that I was going to report them for sending me a child's penis. <laughs> I was like, I've reported you to Instagram. And they were like, why? Like, because you sent me a picture of a child's dick. And he's like, no, that wasn't a picture of a child's dick. Yes, it was. Yes, it was, sir. So like, I am lucky that like, I really don't get those. Like, I know some people are just like, I get them all the time. And I'm like, oh, I can't believe it's still a thing to get unsolicited images from anyone. But uh, yeah, I think now that is a negotiable. Like what is shared between us is between us. And that is personal. That should not have to be something that has to be discussed that if I send you a sexy picture of me that like you shouldn't be showing people at work <laughs> or whatnot like yeah you know if anything I I think I do a decent job of putting out there what I don't mind and letting people know that I don't mind about it so that like there's nothing you can show me that I haven't already put out there <laughs> but yeah. for some people yeah I could wreck their life Mm. Mm. I, was yeah. a dentist. I would be concerned you know <laughs> shout out to all the dentists out there my mom's worked in the dental industry her whole life so that was the first thing <laughs> yeah, we, the dentist they don't want their pussies out there okay <laughs> yeah yeah I heard this there was this funny meme and it was this guy that was like I had this grown man with his fingers inside me and I just took it and he was talking about the dentist putting his fingers in his mouth <laughs> he's like he just put his fingers in my mouth and I just took it <laughs> oh my gosh I have not like sexualized the dentist before this is amazing at this moment can you imagine the dentist putting wow. your fingers in your being like oh <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I would be up if I was a dentist <laughs> please please let me know when you do this to your dentist next time <laughs> my poor mom's work <laughs> oh man uh, would you do that to your dentist no I don't well yeah maybe <laughs> <laughs> I mean I am who I am they wouldn't put it past me to do something like that. so one does it could be me without any repercussions <laughs> true true well and I I just think like you like you're saying you're like I am forward enough you're saying I'm forward enough that I am I think your word is cutthroat you're cutthroat enough where you're like this is what I will accept this is not what I will accept and I mean even in this list of non-negotiables the experience I, I often say I'm like well either something's good or it's good learning because 
those yeah. are our options. <laughs> like take something from it. That doesn't mean it wasn't shitty. That just means like, hopefully you're gleaning something good from this that you're going to carry forward. And this list of non-negotiables is very much, you know, like we have to like, this is why sex is just getting better, right? As we have to go through this good learning and figure out how to advocate for ourselves and how to say the shit that's like, this is exactly where I stand. This is, this is where I don't stand. This is, I, I'm not sure where I stand here, but like, let's, let's play. Yes. Yes. I just had, um, I just met a, a woman that a, a girlfriend of mine was dating and she said that one of her non-negotiables was that she didn't want to sleep with women that had, that are sleeping, that had, have, or were currently sleeping with men who have slept with men. And I just thought that that was like a really interesting, like, like, I just, I don't know. It kind of blew my mind a little bit. So I was like, why should it matter? You know, but it does to some people. And, mm -hmm. you know, in terms of like, you know, safety and intimacy, like I, I just, I think that I almost felt like her non-negotiable was being like, was a little prejudiced, I guess. Um, but I also felt like, but that's her boundary, you know, and you have to respect it. But like, yeah. and I thought about myself in terms of what my boundaries are. And if somebody was trying to not like, pers not persuade me to do otherwise, but like, tell me what I thought was wrong or, or what I'm thinking is like, not, you know, in alignment, like, I don't want to be cut through it. Like you're wrong. Like this is the only, you know, the only way, but like, I I think that it's okay to agree to disagree or to feel, you know, sometimes people will give you a boundary and you're like, I'm really, I'm not seeing where that's coming from. And maybe part of it is not knowing the person well enough and understanding their past and like what present, what comes up to that, um, to that realization that that's their, you know, boundary or whatnot. Um, and then sometimes people just kind of make shit up and, and say that it's a boundary and it's not, <laughs> and it's, you know, like some people I think haven't really well thought, had, had their thoughts sorted to like figure out why they feel the way they feel or what's behind it. I think it's just kind of like along the lines of like, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. And it's just like, okay, mm -hmm. but do you know what you're saying when you say it? And do you know, are, are you understanding of how that comes off and what, how it could be perceived and, and whatnot? Um, yeah, I'm thinking of you now my, my mind just kind of like this water on a table. It just kind of like pours and <laughs> goes all over the place. This is perfect. No, I really like this conversation. This isn't actually a conversation that has happened here on the podcast yet, but this idea of, um, it seems maybe I'm wrong, but like, it seems like there is more openness with women exploring with women and being bisexual. Yes. Then there is, and like acceptance from maybe male-bodied folks that like I could be with a woman and she could be bisexual and be with other women. Um, again, maybe I'm wrong here, but that for women thinking like, okay, you can be with like this dude, you can be with me, but I don't want you to be with other men. Um, or this like judgment of, of men together. And that that is maybe less comfortable or, or has some sort of impact on how they might be able to show up 
like that man will then be able to show up with her versus like the other way around where him like being like, yeah, go ahead, be with women. And that there is uh, maybe a different thought process that happens or I don't know, like that's like, that's like, it's a whole conversation I feel like in there. Yeah. Yeah. It really was. And I was just having a hard time, like holding my tongue and not being my reactive self and being like, hold on a second. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, I, I do think to say it in a very broad term, like it's cool for girls to like girls, like Drake just rapped about a song that says girls, like girls where I'm from, you know, <laughs> like, like it's, it, it is kind of put up on this pedestal where it's like to be a male bodied person with other male bodied people is more of like, kind of like hush behind doors or like less attractive. Like it's not as um, in the forefront as it really is. Cause it's out there just like everything else is, but um, or even like with our like trans community of like, okay, well, but she is, she's female she identifies as female, I call her female, and then people being like, well, but you're with a man, and it's like, okay, well, you're not really seeing things, like, like, you're not being open to seeing things as, you know, some people see things not as they are, but as, like, like, see things as they, as, let's say, big picture world is, but they just see it as, like, they personally are, and, like, that's, you know, coming from, like, perspective and experience, and and traumas and things like that, that it's rooting from. Um, so like I said, that just like, it's been this thing that I have not let go in my mind, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> no kind of processing, like, yeah. how do I see that? How do I, you know, and how do I respect that? And mm. Right, because everybody, you know, we could have different fantasies and be like, great, okay, so you want to have sex on the Ferris wheel, like, go for it. And you want to watch somebody peg somebody great like you know we could have like these different fantasies and like be okay with that or these different preferences of like I am only going to date people who are bald or I am only going to date people who are shorter than me and so like having like we could have like all these different sorts of things so like could this exist in that realm still yes And then there's like, but I do feel like it is different in that, like, where's the acceptance in like the, the sexual, I don't know, like the, the bodies of people, but like, then that also exists in preference. So it it feels like a sticky spot, um, to me. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I'd like to know more. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I remember there's a, a sexologist. I really like to follow her name is Juliet Allen. And she's down in Australia and, and every once in a while she'll post in her, like, uh, supposed to like different comments that people have made that like, this is sexy or it's sexy when, um, and there was a comment from a woman who said that she, I can't remember if she said it was about her husband or boyfriend, or she would just like, think it would be so hot. Or maybe this was, it was that she wanted to be in a threesome with two men and to just as much as they might give her attention she wanted to be there to watch them give attention to each other and to touch each other and how that would be a turn on to her and so as much as that again like this is like like that's a turn on for that person it might not be a turn on for somebody else so like we can hold that nuanced space that like it's maybe not um I get I have like the privilege of hearing a lot of people's stories and people message me in my DMs and Instagram. I don't get 
I don't get unsolicited dick pics. Like I have gotten a very small handful, um, but people are actually pretty, pretty conscious about like the way they're interacting, I would say. But being able to like hear people's stories where they are maybe exploring their bisexual side and, and like exploring different secrets. And I think men's stories too, in specific, because like you said, it's, I think women being with women is more pedestaled yes um versus men and men together yes and i i <laughs> i was having a conversation with girlfriends and this was like a long time ago but i was like it was just interesting just to see those dynamics and to see like what people like and and we were all just kind of bantering and joking around and i was like well i want two boyfriends and a girlfriend and then my girlfriend next to me was like facts she's like i want a boyfriend and a girlfriend and then my next girlfriend was like I want two boyfriends that are boyfriends and I was just like this is all so <laughs> it was just really cute and then we all just kind of like started laughing and yeah like different strokes for different folks like different mm -hmm. preferences like you know and those preferences can change obviously like with with time and experience and and just figuring yourself out um What's, what's yeah. that, if you had to, if you were sitting at, if we're here at this table, then like, what's that? Do you have a statement? Is that still uh, hold true for you? I wouldn't say that that holds true for me now, but when I think about myself being with one person forever, I think it's possible. I don't know if it's possible for myself or even that person to only be intimate with one another. I believe in like a lifelong partnership and I believe in even maybe having kids and a family and like beginning to, you know, figure out like financial things together. Um, and I don't know, like, I'm not trying to do this whole like, oh, a hall pass once a year, you know, like, like to each their own, like maybe somebody does get a hall pass once a year or whatnot. Like I'm not hating on anybody, but figuring that out with that person is what kind of excites me and kind of gives me hope in that it's okay to feel the way I feel and the, it will come along or it won't, but I'm not going to be hard on myself for loving myself and coming to this place of like discernment of, of what I want and what I need in life and just overall making myself happy and being a better human so that I can hopefully spread that love and, and whoever's around me can feel that reciprocate that back as well. Uh, it takes a lot of self-work and, and I am still working on myself. I got to have therapy every week and my partner right now and I are likely, you know, we're going to be working through some couples counseling just to like be better communicators. And um, yeah, I think that right now that's kind of where I'm at. Like I want things to work out beautifully. And I, I think that as long as you have that intention, it will, however it ends up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think the holding the space enough for each other to be like, I'm here for you to figure out shit. And yes. that's like part of this. Yes. 
patience. I've never been very good at that, <laughs> but I'm learning. I'm learning every day. It's, it's a process. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> mm. Mm. Yeah. Can we talk about sex shame real quick? Yeah, let's do it. Bye. Yeah. Well, was- actually, like, that's that's kind of where I was thinking, too, even with, like, your, I was thinking back to how you were saying about making faces when you orgasm, and, like, this could also, this could fall in the shame category. Yes, yes, or, I mean, I, I connected with a girlfriend quite a while ago about, you know, when you were in your, like, 20s, and, like, someone's having sex, and they're on top, and they, like, lift your legs up, and you're like, don't look at my stomach, you know, like, like, mm. even you just feeling shame and projecting that on the person who's, like, definitely not concerned about your stomach you know um but I had a partner that I was with for six years and I have always been a person that it takes work to come with a with when I am with a person engaging in the act of sex and when it comes to penetration that often is not the way that it's going to happen for me so it was a partner that I would often like you know, you're just like sleeping and then you just kind of start caressing. And then I would like lay over his like one leg and kind of like hump his leg until we'd have sex, but I would likely come on his leg. And I remember he shamed me and was like, I don't want you playing lesbian on my leg anymore. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was crushed because I was like, well, how am I going to come? if you're not going to keep trying anything different like oh my gosh stuck with me and I I know that he was projecting insecurity because I also liked women and at one point we were open and then we closed and I think that maybe there was something there where he felt that I liked the girl more I I don't really know the funny thing is we did end up breaking up and then he kept seeing the girl. So like, I'm just like, I don't know what your whole backwards concern yeah. was. Um, but yeah, like those type of things, people don't understand that when your partner trusts you and loves you and is telling you about this one quirky thing or a kink or something they want to try, really holding space and being open to hear that want or need or something that can you know that's the same thing as like building that you know like little pebble into like a mountain is is if you're not holding space it's going to create something between you two where that person is either hiding a part of themselves or doesn't want to talk about it or is ashamed about it and it can ruin your sex life it can ruin the mood it can ruin you being present with them because all you can think of is how you told me I can't hump your leg anymore and the shame of that and then trying to still meet in that space and be like well how do I how do I get met here then yes yes like okay so do we have sex your way then or but you know then it turns into this like me against you like just being kind that's hard that's really hard crystal oh that was that was a rough one and after how long did you stay together after after that after that comment, maybe like three months. And we also, it was towards the end that we opened up the relationship. Some people say that's how you break up. They're like, yeah, at the end, you'll just try anything. (laughs) And maybe that was part of it. Maybe that was true for our case. Mm -hmm. 
Because we were yeah, like, I mean, well, I mean, that's what happened for me, but that wasn't like a conscious thing for us. Like we weren't like trying to like, we were trying to like fix anything or like, I don't know. It just, it sounded like, I don't know. We kind of fell into being open, like me and my ex, but that, that was like an opening to more of ourselves because of the amount of shit you learn. Um, yeah. and so then we found out new things about ourselves and about each other. And so it, it did lead to, to us separating ultimately, I think in a way, but like, also I would choose it all again. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's so funny when relationships end and you're like, oh my God, my life is over. Or like, that was like the hardest thing I've ever been through and this and that. Like you have all these feelings of, you know, that sound, feel terminal and feel feel like, it's, you know, that serious. It's either all the way left or all the way right. But we make it through and it shapes us and it, and it helps. Yeah. Me. I wouldn't be the communicator of like, this is important yeah. for me. I hump your leg. <laughs> Well, okay. So I've (laughs) talked about this, this couple many times, Vanessa Marin therapy. I love um, her account, her and her husband. And there's recently um, she, she shares like different comments that people will share in her, in stories or questions. And um, one of, there's a person who said like, um, is it okay? Or is something about something about not being able to come by penetration. I mean, they just repeat so much of the same over and over to try to help educate people. But yeah. I love that Vanessa, she like took it. She's like, okay, let's like break this down. If we were all like, um, if men all of a sudden were like, I don't, I, I can't just come alone by just being touched on my balls. Like you're going to have to touch my dick. Right. Like, I mean, this is okay. a no brainer. We, we know this, we know this. And so it's the same way for, somebody who has a a vulva has a, has a clitoris, right? You have to touch that is the exact same type of tissue. And so that you don't come by penetration, 100% makes sense because that's not where the sensitive tissue is. And so to not shame yourself by like not coming by penetration, even though it might feel fucking fantastic. Like it's like saying like, okay, dude, I'm just going to touch your balls and like, good luck here. Why aren't you coming? Why aren't you coming by me touching your balls and yeah. like reframing it towards the male body if we need to. So we were like, oh, we're okay. That is a great way of putting it. And then, you know, we're talking about like cis hetero relationships, you know, exactly. like are so many ways to have sex with hands, with feet, with, a, with, you know, your girlfriend that happens to have a penis or your, you know, like there are sorts of ways to call it like, yeah, there, that's a really great, great way of putting it though, for sure. Like, or even to even generalize it, like I'm going to tickle around your genitals, like in your low abdomen. And that, if that doesn't get you off then like, you know, like, yeah, yeah. That makes a lot of sense though. Right. And, and I think it's like, I really try to, you know, we're like, well, I didn't really have sex or we didn't have sex, but like, we like used our mouse and I'm like, that is sex. (laughs) (laughs) Is it like this idea of like lesbian sex? Like you heard, like, why is that not sex then? Like what you, well, like you on his, like, absolutely was having sex for me. Like, I know I have, and I love, I mean, again, this is a new conversation for the pod here, but, um, 
that is something I think that has come more recently for me, I guess, even in the last couple of years of me even feeling confident enough to be like, this feels good. I'm going to stay here on his leg and I'm going to come on his leg. Or like, there was one time I like totally end up writing this dude's, you know, I write my lovers, like he's sitting in this chair behind me and I was like, and he was sitting up and I was, I had enough of a foot on the ground that I could almost ride like the side of his abs. And I totally yeah. like came and like, why is me coming with my clit on him and on a body part any different should be named any different than sex than if his dick is somewhere and like cock is in your elbow cock is in your pussy cock is in your mouth like we didn't have sex he just jerked off over my face you know that's it not sex that's not sex (laughs) no 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 right yeah. But I, but I, I guess I'm really appreciative of this conversation because I think it's not something I've talked a lot about, but it's something that definitely like me being confident in moving myself on somebody else and being like, okay, this person wants me to be here. This person wants me to do this. And that is some of my head talk of like that. They want me to be in this pleasure, want me to be in this space. So for you to hold this space, hold this kind of response to that moment and how that would be like that shame of that and how that is something you're probably like, I mean, we're still talking about, right? Like you're like pulling this apart and being like, can I show up? I want this. Can I be here? Does he want this? Does she want this? Does, do they want this? Like whoever the hell it is. Right. Um, and then, and then we all like carry that. We all carry something and multiple things. So, um, so a funny story about a partner is he would have me count down to his ejaculation (laughs) and I was like what he's like count backwards from 10 and I was like counting and he's like too fast you're going too fast I was like okay nine I'm dying I'm dying eight seven six five four (laughs) no 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 too fast fast. it's very interesting and I thought it was like a one-time thing it wasn't. Oh. And I was just like, okay, I respect it. This time I, I'm getting the cadence right and <laughs> we're gonna do this. <laughs> Last did you mess with did you mess that sometimes you're like 10, 9, 10? <laughs> 10 8, 8, 9. <laughs> it's like, no. The numbers. <laughs> That's new. I'm into it. <laughs> Oh like, my gosh. Like the funny sexual experiences. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of those too. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, I mean, and I think, you know, sometimes and I've laughed so hard sometimes during sex and I think that even availability to like show up and just be like silly or like, we're all of a sudden like, man, there was one time with the lover I ended up having sex in my garage and I don't even know what it was that set us off. And I think he was surprised by it in our conversation later. He was like, he loved, like he enjoyed that, but he had never had like a laughing session while <laughs> like we're like in, in, in all the things. And, um, I just remember laughing so hard about something and just being like, we're here, we're rolling with it. It's like, there's not just like one emotion when, and one kind of reaction we have to show up with. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and your, um, your kind of experience too. I mean, like your, 
I think one of the gifts of the way that you show up is crystal in the way that you're like everybody, everybody come be here. And I think so much of that is a reflection of you welcoming all the parts of you. Um, you post pictures of, of beautiful women on your, on your Instagram stories. Um, your pronouns are she, they, you speak to a lot of different bodies. Um, and I think that is such an opening for people to then be in your presence and be like, Oh, I'm okay. I'm okay. Cause like, here's this person who's like decided that they're okay. Even if they're like, you know, even if, if you're figuring out shit too, like you just do a really good job of that. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. That's so sweet. I love it. Um, yeah, I try, I try because, you know, it, it is kind of this outward projection of, you know, wanting the same out of life and, and just wanting to feel accepted and wanting to be in a room where like, I know that I'm wanted and I know that it's okay to be here and to speak my mind and to share or overshare and not be judged. And mm-hmm. it's honor that way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Well, and, and kind of like the flexibility of being willing to change your mind or knowing that if you change your mind, you're going to be okay. Um, yes. Yeah. And we have to do that enough times and realize we don't die. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not my final answer. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and also it's like changing mind, getting the support where we need it. You know, you're talking about going to therapy and like normalizing conversations around body and around shame and about pleasure and around like, what does it mean to like know ourselves and what does it mean to like know each other and, and to have fun in the process? Yes, absolutely. Mm. Mm. Um, will you shared one more funny story with me about something super random that has happened with <laughs> you and a sexual partner? <laughs> well, in my younger, early on, uh, female, female sexual experiences, I kind of got stuck in a loop on Molly and I had this French accent (laughs) and luckily my partner was digging it. And so I kept doing it, but then it became this thing where like, she always wanted me to talk with this fake French accent and I'm terrible at it, but we first hooked up in a pool and I was just like, do you like my pool? He's very fancy, no? Like, it was like really, and then I was like, do you want me to pick you up by your legs and put your butt on the side of the pool and I will eat your vagina? And she's like, yeah, like, see, I, that's not even a great French accent. But like, I'm talking shitty European accent and like going down on her and she was about it. And then the next time I was going down on her sober, she's like, do the voice. And I was like, oh God, it just, and I felt like I had signed up for like the Muppet or something like now I got to do the stupid fucking Fonzie voice every single time um so I didn't communicate with her that I was over it but then we hooked up a third time and it was the same so I just did what young people do and I just stopped seeing her and didn't really call her back or anything like that but um yeah like she really liked it and I'd be like do you like this bed it's very fancy no like and I don't know why (laughs) but I started something that I couldn't finish (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) well I finished 
three times. Finish. Finish. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we're funny as humans. Yep. Yep. Okay. Is there time for one short, short one? Yeah. Give it to me. I've only hooked up with one person at Burning Man unsuccessfully, but we tried and we were both massive. And I was like, do you have a condom? And our friends left. We were in an actual teepee. (laughs) And the friends, he thought they were going to be gone. He's usually a Burning Man. When people leave, they are gone. So we, I asked him, do you have a condom? He says, "Uh, yeah, but it's just this like, and it was this banana condom. So we try, like he had this box of banana condoms for some reason. I think it was a joke. So we tried to have sex, couldn't because when you're on acid, you're melting into one another and not actually doing anything. So we decided not to have sex and to lay next to each other. And we were butt naked, laying on the ground. We end up opening up the condoms, chewing on the condoms and trying to make balloons out of them because the banana flavor tasted good. So the then our group of friends walks back in on us and we're just chewing condom bubble gum with like, oh my gosh. And we are melting and we can't even talk at this point. And they come in and we're both just like, (laughs) 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 that's all we can muster out. It's just like a little, (laughs) but we were like so busted, but also in such a just, our bodies were contorted. Like it just was, uh, I can only imagine walking in on that. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I like trying to envision this. And also like, I just want to like acknowledge the teepee because I think even since I was a kid and I watched dances with wolves, I mean, like when I was a, a, a young person and there's like a <laughs> sex scene in the teepee and that's always like I think that was the first like <laughs> sex scene that I saw as a kid <laughs> like, okay, oh my gosh the bananas the bananas were missing though so I'm just in there just yeah 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 <laughs> So I mean, if anybody else out there has just chewed condoms like gum, like <laughs> welcome to the club, I guess. <laughs> just couldn't stop. <laughs> hey, you had a great time. Yes. Yes. <laughs> From what oh I remember. <laughs> oh, but I think, you know, even for people who walk in on you, you know, it's like, I think this podcast I think like the story sharing that like we have together is like can we hold room for each other to be in 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 experimenting and be in pleasure and whatever the hell that looks like and and the learning curves that we're each gonna have Um, but like being around people that have or make this space available to be able to allow each other that kind of room. Like that's the room I want to be in. Yes, for sure. And that's why we in this room, girl. (laughs) Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Um, Thank you so much. Of course. It's been a a pleasure. (laughs) Pleasure, capital P, pleasure. Thank you all for listening. Um, I'm going to share your deets in the show notes along with um, people can come in. I, I love that people can come. People can come to your, to your sugar shack and yes. 
And I think of like just the ways that you show up in the world and your businesses that you have. Um, and just like, it's all about people being, being in their skin and, yes. and loving on themselves. Yes. Yes. Everyone's included. Mm-hmm. And at Shama, it's all gender pricing. So everyone pays the same yeah. for all. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. Y'all um, go live your best lives and figure out what you want and own the hell out of it. Enjoy. Thank you so much for getting your sexy on with me today. Hearing what you loved, what you learned, or what you're going to share with your lover makes me so damn happy. You can jump on my weekly sexy Sunday email. You can find that link in the show notes and we can connect through there. And it would super turn me on if you left a rating and review about how much this podcast is giving you life. Until next time. Mwah.